0: Over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 14 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network. Rosieonthehouse.com. Protecting you,
1: informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. Oh, good morning, everybody. I think we ought to do this show outside every Saturday morning. We're outside this morning. Down in Tucson. Tucson on the U of A campus for the Festival of Books. And uh, we're gonna be talking about books and library, home libraries today. Uh, but you, what y'all need to know is you're tuned in this morning to every Arizona homeowner's happy place. And we're here to inform, protect, and entertain you on each and every topic having to do with the maintenance, repair, or remodeling of your house, home, castle, or cabin. You're welcome to join the conversation and ask us any question you've got or concern at one 767 4348 Allow me the privilege of putting my 48 years of Arizona remodeling to work for you. one 767 4348 Whether you're a newcomer to Arizona or you've been here your whole life, no matter where you are in the state or no matter what you're trying to get done, chances are I've tried it a time or two and I've been to your <laughs> neighborhood so give us a ring at 188 767 4348 broadcasting live from the UVA mall now, it's not the UVA anymore right
2: it's, it's just not, it's just what i don't know i think the university just, of arizona does not that anymore or is I don't it, think or they is call it the, the U of a university, U of a university of America i think
1: anymore. it's something like that and, okay. and so i'm here setting up this morning in studio and, uh, and this guy I recognize kind of walks past and, uh, uh, sir, how do I introduce you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just some guy, I
2: guess, uh, uh. Uh, we know I, you. We know you're retired because because you're walking the you're book walk, festival. Walking the book festival. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm the past uh, past director of the Arizona Register of Contractors uh, after uh, eight years. We've had you on the air many a, a, a times. A lot of lot of times. Always so. on an official manner. Yes, and, and, right.
1: And now you're coming home from taking a couple Arizona. Uh, 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 right. landmarks off your bucket list. Yeah,
2: I got a couple days in a couple days in Benson. I uh, did Carter Cabins. I've, I've lived in Arizona since 1959. Never been to Carter Cabin. I've always gone, I got to go there. Oh, I just good. never went there. It's good. Uh, and uh, I had a good
1: time, so. So, he's walking by, so I roped him in. So, uh, we we like to say we're unstoppable. No matter what question you've got about home remodeling or home improvement, we can find the answer. Well, right now we got the guy for you, so give us a ring at one 8 years as the register of contractor, the, the director of the agency, uh, and we have been through a lot. At, uh, at Rosie on the House, been on air 35 years. I think we've been through about six directors uh and it was it was always a pleasure to have any of them on but uh it just seems like um, we you and i talk more of the same language
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> probably because we were in the business right i mean you're in the business i was in the business uh so uh i was the kid uh whose dad taught him how to pull uh, 16 penny and eight penny nails out of two by fours and straighten them so they could reuse them because my labor was cheaper than the nails
0: so it, that's cheap. Lately. Is it still today?
2: <laughs> it, it, it probably it probably is. It's uh, I, I remember my dad once said he had a guy working for him and the guy goes. Uh, and what and my dad wanted to know how, how much he needed to be paid. And the guy goes, I can't work for that. And <laughs> say, I can't work for what I should be paid. Yeah, <laughs> I right, need to yeah, be paid more yeah. than what I'm worth. So in, um, in, in but it's a, t- it's a marvelous business, Rosie, as you know, it's a, it's a wonderful, honorable Industry. So
1: you've been in Arizona since '59. Yep. uh You're now retired from a very active eight years uh, running the agency, and uh, you've hit one item off your bucket list. Do you mind if I ask what your what's your next Arizona bucket list that's going to be checked off?
2: Well, it's it, it probably a double one. Uh, okay. Because uh, I've already done the alda Grand, which is a 283 mile river trip from Lee's Ferry down yes. to Pierce Ferry. Uh, uh, which is uh, seven days uh, or seven days, six nights. It's just an awesome thing. anybody oh, that's man. thinking about doing. Oh. It's so different than walking down to the bottom or doing a hike. It's not a it, you know. It's it's not a helicopter. It's not any of those things. That whole thing. Take it out. People say, well, that's a lot of time. How am I going to do it? Well, book it out a year. Amen. And then when somebody Amen. says. Put it in your calendar, and then when somebody says, can you do this, you go, I'm, alre- I'm already busy. I'm too busy to do something else because I'm doing that. So that's a marvelous thing. Arizona, I, I love traveling around Arizona. So I, I what I do is I just get in my vehicle and I just drive. And if I find a place to stop, then I stop. There it is. And that's what I'm going to be doing for a, a little bit. And uh, that's, aside for some other things. And
1: but, that's the one thing I hear from people that move to Arizona so much is, you mean you can just pull off the road right here and hike? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's can, not, yeah that's not private property right you can you mean you can just go down the road five miles and, and go to the other side of the road and absolutely. hike over there absolutely it's the openness of the great state of Arizona how much public land we have for the for the public to recreate in enjoy
2: right and, you know I and I I was gone from the state for about 17 years I got recruited out of here in the in the mid 80s and. Came back in two thousand, and I lived all over the country, and I traveled all over the country. I had responsibilities in the business I was in for every state in the country. Uh, Arizona is by far and above the most beautiful, uh, uh, diverse state. I, I would I wouldn't live any place else. I, w- I wouldn't either. We just need to quit telling people about it. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you like. Build the wall on the Colorado oh, River. Oh man! So keep, man, oh man! So,
1: you know, as your role as director for the last eight years, I give you credit, and maybe you can correct me if you you truly deserve the credit or not. But you you went from talking about tradespeople
2: and the construction trades to the science of building technology. Right. It's uh, and you and I know when we really when we really put it, think about it, uh Construction science technology professionals. That's what people in this industry are. And there's nothing about construction that's not STEM. You know, it used to be that some kids would would go to some of these programs and they wouldn't get credit for STEM credit. Right. And everything that they do about it. You know, there's, you know, why uh, why is a a monolithic footing, Doug, why is it uh, spread differently than a regular standard footing? Wire are two by fours at 16 inch on center wire and, and that there's all science about that. Uh, and, and it's just, uh,
1: and the science of the envelope and the pressure oh, mapping, oh, and the oh, mechanical, all of that stuff, that right. lift everything.
2: and load and wind and all of those things. And, and whether that's something you're specifically involved in, in, in the building of a project or getting the property ready for that project, um, uh, it doesn't matter. So you'll appreciate this. Uh, Jennifer and
1: I booked a a, a, a rental, a home, a home rental, in the Sam Hughes Historic District, just just off the campus, oh, okay, just gotcha. real close here. Uh, the home obviously built in the 50s, FHA red concrete. That's, I, it, that's Jeff, right. Jeff, that's, I was on my hands and knees, looking for a crack
2: in I that know. concrete.
1: How did they do that?
2: I, well, here's here's what's interesting. So, um, I grew up in, in in a house on Pinshot yeah yeah, 42nd yeah. street brown concrete yeah, right? yeah it always had that because those were fha what you had to have three bedrooms and something like that and the and the, and the concrete, uh, concrete well, it wasn't considered and, fha and, approvable. Yeah, so yeah. uh so uh you know of course uh, it had been carpeted on it and stuff like that yeah, we tax. pulled it out and i was thinking god do we just straighten this out and all that but there wasn't a crack in that either
1: how were they doing that?
2: uh you know uh I, I don't know exactly whether it was uh, projects weren't pressed as, you know, weren't moved along as fast as they used to be. You know, there's nothing like buying the house that had the stucco applied on the west wall in July.
1: Oh, yeah, man. Uh,
2: you know what I mean? Because you know, everybody's always coming back to fix those cracks. Right, right. Some are hairline, Some are, like, canyonesque. Right. And uh, – the uh, I know my brother and I when we would do some some smaller remodels we would keep those things misted for you know oh. for a you know a, a few days, uh, what what is it concrete cures in twenty eight days it, it, and then it continues to cure for infinity for infinity like that. that's right and um, but it, maybe it's something like that I I don't know look well, I can remember I can remember the
1: I, I can remember one question on the registrar's test to get my license what what's the What's the worst thing for a fresh concrete pour, and it was dry wind.
2: Yeah, you can t- right over across the surface of the of the slab. You got to
1: keep it wet. Now right. we, I mean, we used monkey blood for a lot of years. Yeah. We used people out there right. with sprayers for a lot of years, but I know in the fifties they weren't using any more than twenty five hundred yeah. psi concrete, but it's crackless. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, it's it's <clears throat> gorgeous.
2: I I don't know. Maybe it was the property. You know, we didn't. Uh, we were in areas in Arizona where. Uh, You know, that uh, where I grew up, they were all orchards, orange orchards. Uh, But, you know, we we talk a lot about how, you know, craftsmanship's not there anymore. Well, my brother, and you've done some remodels on some older homes. Let me tell you, uh, the quality of workmanship today in general is the same as it was 60 years ago. It's just that there's more of there's more construction going on, so if you have something that's bad, there's more number wise, but percentage wise, I don't think it's any different. We'd go into some of these older houses and we just go, "Oh my god!" <laughs> no, and and again for me,
1: uh, when I walk into an older home like that, um, I mean the the thresholds built into the concrete. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That, yeah. You know, and and uh, there's there's really no seal down there. Right. The... Uh, Weather stripping around the outside of the door is
2: nothing. It's it, well, it's like We had we had this uh, copper. Oh, the interlocking. The, the interlocking oh. stick, and man, that nothing comes through that.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. And they're all steel casement, single pane, clear glass. Yes. Um, yeah, and, that's what I had in my house. Yeah, you know, and they're all steel, metal box, ductwork, yeah, and right. and vap cooled, and uh, all the ductwork's rotted out. But the it's the it's the envelope technology and the circulation, the pressure mapping, right. and the air conditioning, right. comfort, comfort. Uh, and, and then uh, we're gonna have to take a break and we'll come back and talk about this. But then all the things, I mean, when you and I started building, uh, I remember turning in my first financial report to the first home I was gonna build. And it was thirty-seven dollars a square foot. Uh-huh. We spend that on the electrical system okay. anymore.
2: <laughs> I just, I, you know, I found I found an ad, uh, an ad from the subdivision of the house that I grew up in. Oh, you did. The uh, Rancho Ventura. Okay. Which was a couple streets south of Thomas and a couple streets north of Thomas, yes, in yep. between Forty Second Street and Forty Fourth Street, and I think it was twelve thousand oh. dollars. They were, uh, you know, the I think it was 1,543 square feet. Well, we're going to so.
1: we're we're continue our conversation with the past director of the agency called the Registrar of Contractors. Right. He's here. I grabbed him. He was walking down the sidewalk. We're broadcasting live from the Festival of Books in Tucson. It actually opens at 930 just in about 10 minutes. But, boy, we've got a lot of people mm-hmm. here now. Looks fun. Uh, we'll be back right after this short break. Yeah. Y'all stay tuned.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, that could have been, people might say that could have been a long time ago. That could have been 20 years ago. Broadcasting live from the Festival of Books
1: on the University Mall down in Pima County. And I am a card-carrying book hoarder. (laughs) And I have brought a wheelbarrow in my truck that I'm going to push around. And, and Susan has brought her little cart to load up. <laughs> uh, I am notorious for leaving this festival of books with with armloads and armloads of books, and I don't intend on breaking that tradition or habit this particular weekend. It's a fantastic event. It's today and tomorrow, and uh, we're set up down here to broadcast, and this morning as we were just setting up, Jeff Fleetham, the... The most recently retired uh, director from the Register of Contractors. We've had him on the air many times. Uh, And, Jeff, uh, most of your building experience, I believe, happens in in the desert floor, Maricopa County, Phoenix, Metro, Greater Area, and mine as well. Uh, But we have a call from Flagstaff on on the line talking, and he has a question about northern Arizona housing issues. Let's see if we can answer his question. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, really good. I'm I'm cold in Tucson. You must be really cold in Flagstaff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's certainly been an odd winter thus far, that's for sure.
1: Man, it's been a great you know, winter.
0: Oh. I'm, I'm just waiting for those lights to start filling up once again. It's going to be wonderful. Amen.
1: What are you, what are you working I, on at the I house?
0: Well, you know, we, we had some problems this year with some ice damming. Yeah. yeah uh, we had a section of we had a section of electric heat tape that apparently has failed. Sure oh, man. Of age and fatigue. But we've got a section of ice damming that occurred and a little bit of online research. We found a trick to fill like old pantyhose or old old uh, tube socks with salt and to lay that on top of the ice dam and it obviously cuts its way through and gives it a relief to get rid of the water. But our fear was, when those melt down and, and that, that stocking or that sock is in contact with the asphaltic shingles, what's the potential for that to cause damage to the asphalt shingle? I
2: would say pretty nominal. That would be my gut reaction. Yeah, it, because it's not going to be moist for uh, – this is Jeff Leatham again. Sorry to jump in. It, it's not going to be wet for an extended period of time to create some sort of problem. Is that correct? You're just – Getting through the winter, yeah. Those those asphalt
1: shingles. Now, the fact that you have the heat tape up there tells me it's either been modified in the last ten years, or the house is ten or fifteen years old or
0: newer. Am I guessing that correctly? Well, you know, the, the house dates back to uh, ninety. Uh, excuse me, eighty eight. Okay. Where we re roof the house about uh, eight years ago. And is that and we when you put an architectural profile shingle on there? Very good quality roof okay but we we didn't want to cause any damage to that with the salt
1: and and is that when you put the uh ice damming heat strips in and yes we did yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We okay so,
0: we 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 didn't replace them this last fall thinking we could get through one more year and lo and behold it kind of <laughs> <out there. laughs>
2: but but your 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 concern is whether the salt will damage the asphalt shingles is that correct
0: Exactly so. Exactly. As the as the salt causes the ice to melt through, that, that stocking that sock is actually kind of lowering, cutting through the the, uh, the buildup of ice, and eventually it's going to come into contact with the asphaltic shingle.
1: It will, and and it, this is one section of the heat tape that's gone. Is that about a 12 foot section?
0: Uh, you know, probably about 12 or 15 feet, yeah, yeah. before we get to the valley and, and, the, and the roof line
1: there, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I would. I, quite frankly, I would be more concerned about the salt dripping down on my, landscape, my landscaping <laughs> plants more than anything. I don't think you're going to have any concern with the salt doing damage on an architectural-grade right. asphalt shingled. It's probably a 30- or 40-year rated. But I tell you what I will do. The same thing I do for all our Arizona listeners. If I don't know the exact answer, I'll track the exact answer down. And I've got Dennis Dixon up in Flagstaff. I've got Tom Riley in Prescott. I've got good friends, contractors in the coal country. I'm going to get a specific answer for you, and you're going to get a personal phone call from me next week. So uh, we'll get your number, we'll get your name, and we'll get you that right answer. My gut says you haven't got a thing to worry about.
2: Now, I'm, I'm with you. You know, if you don't have the ex- exact answer, I know Rosie will get it. I know I always got it and uh, get it back to you. So.
1: The last thing I ever wanted to be was an expert. I just want to be everybody's best friend. <laughs> it's a much easier job.
2: It is. <laughs> All it right, is. y'all,
1: you're tuned in to Rosie on the House, where we want to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Y'all stay tuned. We'll come back with another half hour of Mr. Jeff Fleatham, the retired director from the Registrar of Contractors sits down here touring the Festival of Books just like you should be. Absolutely beautiful Saturday morning, broadcasting live outdoors at UA University Mall. The Festival of Books. I don't know how many exhibitors they've got out here right now, but, I mean, it is it is a good bunch. You could spend a good, good day just walking and touring and looking at the authors and the publishers and the different books. And we're actually going to have someone from Bookman's here talking about it in uh, in the 10 o'clock hour. But this hour, we're here taking your calls and questions. The number is one 767 you're welcome to call and join the conversation where we'll try and answer any question you have about your house, home, castle, or cabin wherever you are in the great state of Arizona. And we do have a special guest here joining me this hour, the uh, immediately past director of the Register of Contractors, Mr. Jeff Fleatham. And uh, we were talking a little bit about this, the science and the difference of the homes that were built in the 50s and 60s. Uh, and Uh, Given who you are and given who I am and given the Statue of Lamentations, you know, as a framer, in December, when it was cold, Mm -hmm. we would throw 50-pound box of sinkers in melted wax. So... So they would sink easier. <laughs> well, I mean, the whole framing crew we'd we'd have we'd have three hundred pounds of sinkers just soaking in wind melted water. Wow, <laughs> you could See, sink them. Easy. That was before nail
2: guns, right? Yeah, nail guns. Well, that's when you had to you had to learn how to uh, you know set and sink with one swing. That's right, right. Uh, exactly. We all had Popeye forearms. Absolutely. That's where I used to be able to drive uh drive 16 penny nails with my left hand, I don't even know if I can even hold a hammer with my left arm anymore. I so. can't even
1: eat oatmeal left-handed.
2: <laughs> but Anyway.
1: Alright, we're here talking Arizona home ownership. You're welcome to join the conversation and ask us any question you might have about home remodeling, maintenance, or repair. The number is toll-free wherever you are in the state of Arizona. The number is one 888 767 Forty-eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. R O S I E. The number four and the letter U. And that's exactly what we are. We are here for you. As as director, as prior director, uh, Jeff, what what would you want homeowners to know about the agency? You know, well, you know. I'm going to tell you this, off air, uh, confidentially, just between you and me. I, a lot of people think I'm the registrar. I, I get hundreds of phone calls all week long about, Rosie, this guy cheated me, this guy did that, and I, I, I have to send them to the agency.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, uh, we were talking about this a little bit off air that uh, the experience that I had, uh, uh, by the way, in uh, I was with the agency for almost seven years as an inspector or investigator. In the and, field, in in the field, and then we took a break. And then I took a break there, uh, and left, and uh, did uh, uh, my uh, my consulting and some of my renovation uh, consultant stuff and my dispute resolution uh, activity uh, in between uh, the time I left the registrar and, and before Governor Ducey appointed me. But uh, probably ninety percent, and I think ninety uh, percent, and I think uh, the guys that are still there in the investigator at least 90 percent of all uh, complaints or d- disputes that the registrar gets boil down to communication problems amen so uh, uh in, a, in a variety of different things you know you have uh, somebody that had an insurance claim and they get the insurance adjustment that it lists all the stuff and uh and I'm, I'm i'm letting our letting the customers know that have this an insurance adjustment list is not a contract and my contractor friends, that is not an estimate. Right. And it is not a contract. It is what the insurance company will pay for. And I know that my experience is we never did a job for that price. Right. Because that price is not, is, that is minimum, minimum, minimum. Generally
1: speaking, Absolutely.
2: So, an estimate is not a contract. Make sure you understand both, both parties. Make sure you understand exactly what the contract says. Contractors, if a customer gives you a fish look, and you know what I mean, stop. And <laughs> slow down. <laughs> Customers, if you don't understand a term or any sort of thing, stop until you completely understand it. Most renovations, and, and Rosie knows this, uh, when people come in to uh, uh, renovate uh, a property that you're already on, it's probably, uh, aside from buying the home and and maybe your Maserati that you bought, right. it's probably the second most expensive thing you've ever spent any money on. And Definitely. it's also the most disruptive because you live it there. It is there. There's is nothing like remodeling a kitchen uh, when the family is still living there. Oh. <laughs> oh or tough. tearing apart. It's two of the three bathrooms there. When you got five kids, yeah.
1: The first hundred kitchens I did with a live-in client, I learned a lot. Right. So, (laughs)
2: just remember, understand, and if you don't stop, contractors, if you take the extra time at the beginning, I don't have the time to do that. If you take the extra hour or two hours to make sure that your customer completely understands it, it will save you the weeks, the days, weeks, and months of pain. Of addressing a complaint, even if it's not valid, because no matter what, if a complaint is filed with the registrar of contractors, the registrar is compelled to investigate it. Now, it doesn't mean that they're going to come. Not all complaints are workmanship. That's right. Not everything that comes into the office, somebody looks at it. Couldn't be jurisdiction, but you you know, there's ways to, there's ways to uh, to not have that problem. I know my family no. was licensed from '59 nineteen fifty nine till two thousand fifteen, never had a registrar complaint. Does it mean that we never had a disagreement with the customer, or a customer didn't like what we did? That is not the case. Right. It is we address those things because that's what good business people do, right? You know, I, one
1: one of the tips I give homeowners all the time when they're when they're negotiating contracts and I'll get calls often, Rosie, I've got three proposals here and it's for a kitchen remodel and uh I'm trying to decide. It seems like one, has, one of the guys has pretty well disqualified himself because he was late at every appointment. And he, he doesn't seem to be organized enough. But I've, I've got a real dilemma picking which of the two. And, and I always tell the people, well, the next thing you should do is sit them down and have them detail everything that's not included in this contract. Because right. in the negotiating and the design of that kitchen, you talked about a 48 inch wolf gas range professional grade right and and when the estimate came in you decided uh on something a little a little right. less and you're you're negotiating these things the 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 47 dollars square foot backsplash turned into a four inch backsplash right uh the under counter lighting went from string led to puck lights right you know in, in making the design changes to meet your budget, you've got to sit down with that guy and say, you know, we talked about a lot of things, and I see what is included. Hopefully, you see what's included. Hopefully, it's a detailed contract, trade by trade, what is going to be done. But, boy, sit down and ask them, what is isn't included that right. we've talked about? And put that in writing and tell me when you're going to start and tell me when you're going to finish. And during the course of the job. I want to meet you for one hour, one day a week. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about what got done last week, mm-hmm. what's going to get done next week, what do you need from me, what can I expect from you. And if you'll just follow those couple basic disciplines, 90% of what y'all dealt with with the registered contracts would have never
2: even surfaced. In, in, in apps, I believe so. You know, uh, here's an interesting thing, uh, though, also, uh, is uh, my experience has been um, – the low cost option is a low cost option for a reason, and yeah. you ought to consider that. Uh, and uh, a lot of a lot of people that aren't in the industry don't understand that contractors are businesses. They run a business; they need to make a profit. They also need uh, and change orders. By the way, anybody, contractors change orders, completely detailed, signed, sealed, and delivered by both parties before you take your nail gun out or your saw out Amen. so um, so we ran into this a couple times where customers wouldn't understand that a change order changes the whole the whole flow of the job the staging oh, everything and so a change order isn't just this this new thing is a thousand dollars however it slows the rest of the project down changes all this other thing down so you go as a homeowner go to home depot and you go well those 12 2x4s are only going to cost x number of dollars and you're charging me this right. and you go wait a second it's it's what it does to the job it's a, it's a it's an entire project cost it is uh, uh, and and I don't know you know if you're dealing with a con- if you're if you're hiring a contractor it's got to be a price that you're comfortable with if you're not comfortable with don't do it i have so, a question oh no is this roaming <laughs>
1: so so you were, is there anything now that you've been dying to say that
2: you couldn't say when you were director <laughs> or, or question that if you're driving the speed of light and you turn your headlights on what happens no uh so no uh some i think 30, simply, s- simply this it's um the registrar is an agency that's guided by legislation that your legislators write. And homeowners or contractors, if there's something going on at the registrar that you're not happy with, and I've said that times, yeah, yeah. get with your legislator. But, but But also, homeowners understand that contractors are business people. They're in a business to make a profit. And if you pound them down, it used to happen with painters all the time. They pound them down so much the painter couldn't make any money unless he added 50% yeah, water to water a bucket. water it down, baby. And then it was bad. So, Can I say something about one of your commercial um, that we just had? Yeah, real The, quick, the Arizona yeah. Painting Company. Okay. Here's something that Rosie and I both learned in, in <laughs> business. If you ever have a little disagreement with a customer, you go and you talk to them and you take care of it. My friends at Arizona Painting Companies. There was a they painted the exterior of my house. We had a little glitch. They came out. If they talked to me about it. Boom! They fixed it. That's the kind of contractor you want. I want to. I want to talk a little bit when I get back about. Uh,
1: I, I I deal with a lot of contractors nationally. Yes. And one very successful contractor, actually in New Hampshire has instigated a new policy about change orders, and I want to talk to you about that when you get back and see what you think about it. When we get back, we'll finish the hour interviewing and talking with and visiting with Mr. Jeff Fleetham, the most recently retired (laughs) director of the Registrar of Contractors when we get back. warming up nicely here started this morning at 37 degrees feeling pretty good right now but we were talking just before the break uh with jeff Leatham uh about uh, the importance of good communication between homeowners and contractors and i was i've got a, a a good friend a really good friend who's a very successful contractor in new hampshire and i was talking to him recently he said rosie about three years ago you and i were talking about an idea that I never had the guts to implement until about six months ago, and it's one of the best things we ever did. Every change order, every change order adds two weeks to the job schedule. So the first change order they get under the new policy is the homeowner wants to change the finish of the kitchen sink from brush nickel to polish polish chrome. And And he just said two weeks? And he said two weeks. Oops. and and uh, and he he said, Rosie, it really is one of the best things we've ever instigated, and because and now especially with supply chain right challenges. Okay, that's that's a color change to you. That's a manufacturing change right. to somebody, you know. And uh, we've got your brush nickel. It's been ordered for six months. I've got it in the in, in stock here. Yeah, so now every single change order he signs adds two weeks to the
2: job. So here's No what's matter interesting. what it is. And some customers don't understand. He's got the he's got the brush nickel that he's paid for. It's that's in it, his yeah, warehouse. Yeah, it's there. Now what happens to that? Yeah. He already so and I'm gonna say two weeks is that's very brave of him to it say is, two weeks. It is. Especially since you can't even get the pulp to make the cardboard to put the sink in the box to send it to the <laughs> supply house to send it to the contractor. So I'd say minimum with a minimum.
1: Well, I'd like to close
2: out the conversation with you
1: having you encourage what you've done for so many years, encourage the the aunts and the uncles and the moms and the dads and the grandparents out there about encouraging their kids into the construction science industry
2: field. Right. It's um you know in uh I'm, gonna, I'm at I'm at the UA and so right. don't help me wrong. So, no, that's right. Uh, that's right. There is uh there's a, there is a A boatload of uh, data that will say if uh, two 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 kids uh, uh, leave high school at the same time one decides to go to university and uh, get a bachelor's degree uh, and the other decides to go into a career path doesn't matter what career path and these are based on Arizona numbers in a 20 year career consider this the one that goes to get the bachelor's degree only has 16 years of work that's if they get a four-year degree, and there's no four-year degree. Well, anymore. that's, that's a good years, point. And the other kid goes to work. In 20 years, in the 20-year span, the one who didn't go to university earns over $175,000 more than the student who went to get the university degree. The average the average time to pay off a student loan, and uh, which is, is 20 years, about $1,800 to $2,000 worth of interest each year. So, in the construction industry, uh, there's been a common thought that the construction industry was a fat-thumbed, size twelve, chute, <laughs> size four, you know, size four hat, uh, dirty T-shirt industry. That is not the case. So, without people in the construction science technology industry, there'd be no buildings for kids to go to university in. Uh, there'd be no. We wouldn't be here because That's there wouldn't right. be anything. So the constru- Here's the beauty about it. You can start. Uh, uh, as, as a young person, you know, it's not about loving to work with your hands. We've talked about this before because I didn't like working with my hands. Oh, interesting. So uh, I didn't mind it, but I was more interested in what could happen to this piece of land. Okay. So uh, and so when, when, when we say, you know, construction is for people who like to work with their hands, maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. It's, that's not the point. It's, it's a great career path. We have young people that are doing these things going to uh, cte programs through all these uh, work-based learning programs to a variety of this programs that are at 18 years old when they graduate from high school and complete these other programs have have stepped out we had a young lady that's a welder from evit stepped out her first job 64 grand a year these kids young people are stepping out and other heavy equipment operators uh, though you know you can't uh, there's certain things you can't do there's a bunch uh you know the careers are magnificent there's no debt load there is no debt load chances are you
1: were being paid something while you were while you were in your
2: internship and your work-based learning work-based learning because we're finding out all the way that's the way it works with anything anyway whether you want to be a rocket science or not
1: well jeff i can't thank thank you you enough i I grabbed you off the sidewalk thanks man i said come in here And uh, you've been very generous with an hour of your retired time. I get (laughs) I get billed your retired rate, don't I? Yeah, yeah, you want? (laughs) I got an invoice being printed up right now. All right, we're back.
2: All right, man, we're back
1: next hour talking the Festival of Books down here at UA. We're at the University Plaza Mall, and it is fantastic, beautiful day.